It's time to listen to a teaching of the Vivify Ministries. It is our joy that your heart is awakened to the finished works of Christ with such powerful simplicity. Alright, here we go. We are continuing to go in the Extra Mouse series and our topic today is Wonderful Life. Say, Wonderful Life. out your notes and get ready to jot things down so close that up in the background and be and get in a position to study say jot things down say i will jot things down all right the bible is the inspired word of god the bible is god's word second timothy 3 16 to 17 says all scripture is god breath God breathed and useful for teaching and is useful for teaching rebuking correcting and training in righteousness that the man of God is made perfect and complete so the whole Bible is not a book of disjointed stories it's a book pointing and showing one person see the Bible is progressive from Genesis down to revelation and it points to one central theme the message of scriptures is centered on christ when you read the bible always know that the major focus is god's salvation god's salvation plan fulfilled in christ it's a christ bible and it's not an entertainment material that you can just lift through at leisure christ is the message of the bible See, from Genesis to Malachi, we see the laws and the prophecies of the Old Testament prophets concerning Christ. From Matthew to John, we see eyewitness records of God's incarnation in Christ, what God did among men, amidst men. The book of Acts is a book that records how the church operated after Christ's ascension. And finally, Romans to Revelation are the letters of the apostle to different churches and they and therefore our instruction in Christ. So as you study scriptures, you will and you should see Christ. You should see why he had to come, what he did for and in you, what he can and will do through you. Examining our Lord Jesus' own words, after his resurrection, when he encountered, encountered his disciples on the way to Emesus in Luke 24, 13-35. It's a long read, but Luke 24, 27 and 44, this is what it says. Beginning at Moses, the prophets and Psalms, he expounded unto them the things concerning himself. Basically showing them in the very word that they had available to them. Because at that point, they didn't have the New Testament. They had the Old Testament. He was showing them that every word there, right from Genesis down to Malachi, it was all about him. It was all about what God did in him. What God wanted to do in him for us. You know, same thing in John 5, 39. He was talking to people then. He said, you search the scriptures because you think you have eternal life in them. Yet they testify about me. All 
your all of the bible is about jesus every word from the beginning to the end the bible is alive you know and peter expounds on this in first peter 1 23 down to chapter 2 verse 3 in every generation see in every age i mean the bible has been around for how many years now and every one that has picked it up it still feels fresh see you know you can read your favorite book so many times but after a while you can even quote what it what it says you would you know it's not new knowledge anymore but not the bible see the lasting freshness of it the fact that you can pick your bible right now study the book of romans in two months pick your bible and study the book of romans again and it still feels fresh it still does a lot like you are still so excited about it because you learn a lot from it see it is proof that the word of god is alive see not one thing in the bible has ever been proven to be scientifically incorrect or historically inaccurate see history backs up everything that the bible says you know some people say oh the bible is just a bunch of people lying but you can check history books and you would be able to tally everything the life of jesus check historians people that were not even believers you would see that it's the same thing they have to say hebrews 4 12 tells us that the word of god is a discerner of hearts the Bible is able to reveal who you truly are. It's able to judge the intents of your heart and help you see your true self. You know, it even has the power to detect your motives, to help you see what you should be, who you should be. So the Bible is not just some literature book. It's not any other book. It's God's word and it is very powerful. Yes, it was written by men, but as 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us, it's Every word in the Bible was inspired by God. It includes all God wants you to know about him and yourself. See, our purpose on earth is to know God and make him known. It is and should be our number one priority. So how do you know him without reading his word? How do you tell people about him without finding out who he is and what he did? So why is the word so important? why should you study the bible number one it shows your location do you want to know who you are as a believer where you are now these questions are answered in the word in the word we see why our lord jesus christ came we see god's heart for all human beings including me and you we see all christ has done for and in us see you see that you are seated with him, which we see in Ephesians 2 verse 6. You know, an NI version tells us that, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So when at your location, you say you are seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah! That's where you are. That's your location. See, you are a citizen of heaven. Philippians 3.20 says, But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a savior from there. That's where you are. That's your position. It's, it's, not, it's not a geographical location, but that is your position in Christ. See, the Bible tells you your possession. Between the pages of the Bible, you see what you have now. 
You see that you have eternal life. John 5, 24. Truly I say to you, whomever hears my word and believes it, believes him who has sent me, has eternal life. Jesus speaking. That's what you have. You have the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1, 13 to 14. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. So you have access to God. Ephesians 2, 18. For through him, we both have our access in one spirit to the Father. Hallelujah. See, that is what you have. And you see it right there in the word. You have power. Hey, say, I have power. And we see that in Luke 10, verse 19. You know, our Lord Jesus speaking, saying, I have given you authority. I have given you power to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Nothing will harm you. And finally, it is a guide for your locomotion. The Bible tells us how to walk in the newness of life. See, the Bible equips you to live righteously. You know, that new life that you have in Christ now, the Bible shows you how you should conduct yourself as a believer towards unbelievers. As we see in 1 Peter 2 verse 12, you know, it shows you how you should conduct yourself and and live with other believers. John 13, 35 to 24. 34 to 35, pardon me. A new commandment I have given you. Our Lord Jesus speaking. Love one another. How the Bible shows and tells you how you should live in this world. You know, what people should see in your actions and communications. Galatians 5, 22 to 23. The fruits of the Spirit. The epistles contain details of how we should live in this world, what we should be doing and what we shouldn't do, how to exercise this new authority that we have. The Old Testament is filled with examples of great men and women that we can learn life's lessons and apply it in our daily living. You know, it shows us the types and the shadows. It helps you and understand and appreciate all that you have right now. See, it's from the word of God we get our opinions on any and every issue so there are some misconceptions that people have about the bible and we're going to be going through them and debunking them number one the bible isn't relevant to contemporary issues you know people say you can't find answers to questions and issues that you know bother us and we see in our world today like abortion homosexuality artificial insemination birth control suicide depression that's not true. The Bible contains answers to all these issues. Let us look at what the Bible has to say about abortion. So while the word abortion is not mentioned in the Bible, the Bible has a lot to say about the preborn. You know, it consistently proclaims the utmost importance of protecting life in the womb. This is found in the Old Testament and in the New especially in Psalms and in the life of Jesus while resting in Mary's womb. Psalm 139, Psalm 51, and Luke 1. We can go over the scriptures later. So two passages where God emphasizes the value of life in the womb and his compassionate care for the preborn is in Jeremiah 1, 4-5 and Isaiah 49, 1b. Both passages are quite similar as each prophet is reflecting on their call from heaven. 
You know, Jeremiah's account reads, Now the word of God came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Isaiah similarly writes the same thought pattern, saying, The Lord called me from the womb, from the body of my, of my mother. He named my name. So both Isaiah and Jeremiah were convinced that they were appointed to complete kingdom work while in the womb. You know, both prophets, they wrote as if from God's perspective, there was no barrier between prenatal and postnatal life. See, God sees life from the moment of conception. This is not an exhaustive study on teaching on abortion, but we can see clearly that life is valuable from the moment of conception, right in the word. Additionally, there is no valid argument for abortion in biblical text. So hope, this, hope you've seen now that ultimately the Bible has answers for every question, every concern, every issue that you have questions on, open your Bible, you would see answers. Second misconception is that you can't understand it. Some people believe and even go ahead to teach that the Bible is one big mysterious thing that no matter what you do, you can never really understand it, no matter how hard you try. That's a lie. A huge lie. First, we see in Second Timothy 3.16 that it is in the word we get direction. So how can something direct you if it's impossible for you to understand it? You know, how can a map tell you where to go if you don't understand what the map is saying? See, we've been given the Holy Spirit and one of the ways he is described is teacher, John 14.26. He will teach you the word as you study. It is easy to understand the word because you have the best teacher, the Holy Spirit. But it's also hard work. See, most times you may have to go over a certain verse again and again until it's finally clear. You might have to use various resources as you study the word. But ultimately, the Bible is easy to understand. See, the third misconception, and this one makes me laugh. And I'm sure you heard it a lot. Wherever I open, God will speak to me. <laughs> Firstly, that statement reeks of laziness. I said what I said. And it's a very dangerous statement. See, imagine that with this particular mindset, you open your Bible and you see Matthew 5.29, which basically says, pluck out your eyes. Is that what God is trying to tell you to do? Definitely not. See, Context is king in studying and understanding scriptures. We would be in grave error if we pick a verse of scripture in isolation and then build on it with experiences, opinions, and rumors. Grave error. The Bible, like any good book, has order. It's in books, chapters, and verses for a reason. Bible study shouldn't be haphazard. You know, it shouldn't be, oh, this, I would, I would read Matthew 1, to, Matthew 1, 1, then wherever I open, God will speak to me. No. Personally, I recommend studying book, studying book by book or even theme by theme. The Gospels, the Epistles, the Law, the Prophets. And the fourth one is, I can study wherever and whenever. 
<laughs> you know, I can study on my bed right when I want to sleep. I can study in a moving car. I can study in a rowdy place. If that is you, sweetheart, perish that idea. No, you can not. The location for Bible study is just as important as Bible study itself. You have to be alert. You have to be settled. Laying on your bed would most likely induce it. You know, I remember one time in school, I forgot to study my, I could, I didn't get to study my Bible during the day. So at night I remembered and I was, I was already on my bed. So in that position, I just brought out my Bible and I'm like, oh, I'm going to study. <laughs> I slept off. <laughs> I slept off. And you know, thank God I had a good roommate who helped me put my Bible back on my table. See, you need to take notes. You need to be able to take notes. And, and I know that, I know well enough that you can't do that when in motion or in a rowdy place. Or can you do it? Like, can you take notes when you're moving or in a rowdy place? See, if you can't, eh, you really should be in a Marvel movie. Do you get it? If you don't get it, forget about it. So how do you go the extra mile in Bible study? Number one, be consistent, be disciplined. Discipline is a major tool for achieving anything we want in and out of life. See, in the context of Bible study, this means setting a specific time for your devotion and not winging it. You're not leaving it to chance. Not, oh, when I remember, I will study. No. It means outlining the scriptures you will be studying daily and sticking to it regardless of how you're feeling. Even if you feel tired, you have set a time for study because it's important to you, you would study at that time. So figure out the, the best time for you. Some people prefer to study at night. Others during the day. Find what works for you and stick to it. See, it might mean sacrificing a few hours of sleep but it is what it. So you set your Bible study time for 7 a.m. But maybe you find out that, you know, tomorrow you have a 7 a.m. meeting. Then plan and prepare and ensure you study by 6 a.m. Especially if you figure that you rather study in the mornings because that's what works best for you. That's when you're alert. Wake up earlier if necessary. Stay up late if necessary. Say sacrificing a few hours of sleep to study the Bible is worth it. Sacrificing a few hours of sleep to study the Bible is worth it. Be consistent. You know, it's, it, don't one day you study the Bible, tomorrow you won't study the Bible, next tomorrow you study. Stop it. Be consistent. Do it every day. Today, tomorrow, and always. See, Resist that urge to rest. You know, if you start to feel like, oh, you've done so much study, so you can take a few days off because maybe one week you studied your Bible every day. Come off it. You are running a marathon. You keep at it until you get to the finish line. That is when either Jesus comes or you leave the earth. So every day of your life, from the first day you became a believer, study the word. Study the word. Don't ever go a day without studying your bible say i would never go a day without studying my bible number two stretch 
quickly. Once you see the word of God as something to prioritize and enjoy, trust me, it will be very easy to create time for studying it. You know, as awesome and wonderful as prayer vigils are, start a culture of study vigils where you study longer, for longer hours. And Friday nights are perfect for this. You know, as you most likely won't have to wake up early on, sat on Saturday morning. You know, and having these study videos in the middle of the night is great because everywhere would be quiet. You will not be interrupted by anything or, en or anyone. So you'll be able to give it your full focus. So you can start small. If you've never done a study video before, start small. Maybe, or you've not even been studying your Bible for so long. I want to start, you know, study videos. Maybe start with 30 minutes or start with an hour, maybe from 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. And grow from there. You know, if you've done, if you've been able to do one hour study videos consistently for say two weeks or a month, push it to try two hours, try three. And you can have these study videos with a friend or a group of friends so that you would encourage and, you know, ginger each other so you will not start dozing off. Like, ah, okay, I'm reading with other people, I'm studying with other people. And weekends are also good for stretching. So maybe because of work or, or school, you study for 30 minutes daily. During the weekend, you can create time to study for an hour or two even. You know, Saturday and Sunday, you can just say, oh, since I'm not, you know, going to work or going to school, let me study for an hour. Let me study for two instead. Number three, share what you've learned. See, it's, a scientifically it's scientifically proven that you retain information learned when you teach someone else what you have learned. It's called the learning by teaching effect. Has it ever happened to you that someone comes to ask you to explain a certain equation or concept to them, either in or out of school, and then while teaching them, you realize how well you know the concept? Exactly. That concept also applies for Bible study. As you learn, share with someone. You know, have a see ordinarily your inner circle should be believers. So you should be able to share with those people what you have learned. You can have a friend that, you know, an accountability partner even, that you both teach each other what you have studied in the Bible for that day, every day. You know, it will help you check your knowledge and it will also boost your confidence to share with an absolute stranger when the time comes. Because trust me, you will have to, when you're, when you're evangelizing, you would have to teach someone what the word of God says. So don't try to overcomplicate the word. It's very simple. You know, Frank Albert Einstein says, if you can't explain to a six-year-old, you don't understand it yourself. So don't try to make it so ambiguous. Break it down to the smallest possible means and hold it fast. On this note, I have an assignment for you. With all that you have learned this evening, all that you would learn, all you've written down, share with someone. Let them see what the Bible is about, why they should study the Bible, and how they should go about it. Number four, pray the word. Confess the word. So pray, praying the word simply means reciting scripture in a spirit of prayer, in a moment of prayer. When we use God's own words by praying scripture, we are aligning ourselves with his heart and praying according to his will. 
what does god have to say about that situation say it what does god have to say about you say it in in a moment of prayer confess the word insist on what the word says regardless of that situation like our lord jesus in matthew 4 1 to 11 when he was tempted he spoke the word he responded he didn't shake his head saying no 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 no. i don't want to think this he responded he said what the word of god had to say concerning that situation concerning himself you know you know are you feeling alone or abandoned confess that god is with you always even till the end of ages matthew 28 verse 20 believe and confess what the word has to what the word says about you what the word says about that situation actively number five use the word as a filter in this world of opinions see for this one you have to be very intentional proverbs 4 23 tells us to guard our hearts with all diligence and we do this with the word of god who are you following on social media? You know, when PKM of CU, as we, as we call him that year, he told us that Twitter is a twister. We laughed a lot, but honestly, it really is. You know, like those threads explaining why sex before marriage is best. So they don't exactly tell you, oh, sex before marriage is best. They just tell you, for ladies, sex helps you reduce the pain of periods. And we know that periods start around the age of 9 to 10 for most ladies. And no one is marrying off at that time. But God has so but we know in God's word that sex is meant to be saved until marriage. So as a believer, you are under a new law. Your opinions about any, any and everything should solely be based on the word. Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. You'll be able to discern wrong doctrine. You'll be able to discern and respond to false teaching. The word of God is a tool for transforming your mind. Replace those thoughts, those opinions, those, those teachings, those doctrines with God's word. Guard your heart from the world. Filter it with the word. Guard your heart from the world. Filter it with the word. And finally, don't read. Study. 2 Timothy 2.15 says we should study to show ourselves approved unto God. Study. Pay special attention. See, you won't see any good student that just reads the course material. They would most likely have a note, a jotter, where they write down important points. They would most likely consult, consult many materials. You know, have their, their laptop and their book in front of them. And, you know, you have to be a good Bible student. So don't just read the Bible. Study it. Have a journal. You can even get a pretty one that, you know, you really like to see. You know, have colorful pens, highlighters. Personally, I recommend having a physical Bible in a translation you understand. I like to open my Bible and see the highlights and little doodles. It makes me very happy. So use several translations. Your version Bible app contains multiple translations that can explain the scripture in simple terms. terms. Don't stick to KJV. Thou shalt don't 
if you if you understand it all well and good but if you don't you have other versions nlt hcsb niv use them compare and contrast use tools like lexicons concordance and commentaries you know because the bible wasn't originally written in english so you may have to find the meaning of some words you know like like and now which is kaye in 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 some places it is used kaye is used as and but sometimes it actually means which is so you need to to have those tools that would help you see it i recommend logos bible app you can get it either in your google play store or in apple store it has these tools that i just listed as i stated earlier don't study a verse in isolation study the whole chapter study the whole book you know and like pastor ken has taught us severally apply the four a's what are they say them with me author audience aim application or acknowledgement meditate on the word joshua 1 8 this book of the law shall not depart from it you know as you go through your bible those verses that you know hit you in quotes write them down and go over those scriptures again and again most importantly pray before you study john 14 26 tells us that the holy spirit is our teacher ask the holy spirit to teach you ask him to help you bible study is a lot of hard work but it is rewarding bible study is an investment that has great returns it would most likely start off as duty but as you keep at it trust me it will turn to delight the more you study the more you want to study who doesn't like to spend time with their significant order and know them you know, even if you plan to say, oh, just I will call and I'll talk to him or her for just 30 minutes. But be because you love to know them, because you enjoy those moments of getting to know them, getting to know about their day, getting to know about what they like, what they love, you would most likely spend hours. The same thing with Bible study. Invest your time, your energy and resources in Bible study. It is worth it. Go the extra mile and have a wonderful life. Say, I would go the extra mile and I would have a wonderful life. And now we would be praying. First, you will be praying, saying, Lord, help me honor your word. That I would hold it above any and everything else. Help me to desire your word. Help me to draw my opinions, my responses from the word. Oh, begin to pray right now. Say, Lord, help me that my life is truly filled with your word. Oh, Lord, help me to honor your word. Help me to take it above any and everything else. Help me to draw my opinions, my responses. Oh, help me draw it from your word. Help me to prioritize the word above any and everything else. Oh, daddy, help me. Oh, that your word is a 
it's my major priority for me. Oh, that I hold it above any and everything else. It is a priority. Studying the word, knowing the word, it's a priority for me. Help me to desire the word. Help me to want to study regardless of how I am feeling. Help me to draw my opinions and responses from the world. Yeah, regardless of what I'm hearing the world say. Oh, when they ask me what I think, I tell them what is in the word. Oh, help me that my life is truly filled with your word. Oh, Lord, help me to prioritize your word. Oh, that I give the world honor regardless of what I am saying. Oh, once once I, I learn and see what the word has to say about any situation. Oh, that is what I hold and I stand by. Oh, daddy, help me to give to give time and prioritize your word. Oh, say, Lord, help me to hold your word above everything else. Oh, daddy, help me to emphasize and honor the word. Help me to honor your word that I hold it above everything else, above whatever else I am sharing. Oh, your word is my priority. Oh, it is where I draw my opinions. It is where I draw my responses. Hey, my life is filled with your word. I give time to studying. Oh, I honor your word above anything else. Above what social media may be telling me. Oh, I honor your word. Oh, I have such a great desire for the word. I have such a great desire to study. Oh, daddy, help me. Oh, that I would honor your word. Help me. Oh, that my life would be one that is truly filled with your word. Oh, I hold your word above anything else. Above whatever opinions. I prioritize your word. Oh, it is important. It is necessary for my well-being. It is necessary for my life. Oh, so I prioritize it. I give time. Oh, I honor your word. My life, my life is truly filled with your word every day i give time to studying every day i give time to knowing the word to setting scriptures oh and i give it honor what the word says is what i hold as my opinions what the word says is what i hold i stand by the word regardless of popular opinions i stand by the word regardless of how people would mock me Oh, I stand by the word. I hold on to what the word says. Lord, help me. Daddy, help me. That I honor your word. Oh, daddy, help me to honor and prioritize the word. Oh, that I draw my opinions. I draw my responses all oh, from this word oh that's my life that my life is truly filled with the word 
Oh, help me, Daddy, to give your word utmost honor. That regardless of popular opinions, oh, I stand by what the word says. I prioritize the word. Help me, Daddy. Help me, Daddy. Help me, Daddy. Oh, in Jesus' name we prayed. And we are still praying. Psalms 119 verse 15 to 16. David speaking, saying, I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decree. I will not neglect your word. So right now we'll be praying, saying, Lord, let my study life grow from duty to delight. That I enjoy studying your word. That your word fills me with such great joy that I am always excited to study the Bible. That's when I think of my time of study, I am filled with excitement and with joy. Oh Lord, help me to delight in your word. Help me to delight in your word. Help me to give my time, my energy, and my resources to studying the word. Oh, I hope you are praying. I hope you are asking for the grace and the strength to grow, that your study life would grow from duty to delight. Oh, that you would enjoy the word. That as much as it's a responsibility, you enjoy it. Oh, ask him to help you that the word fills you with such great joy every time you open the word to study ah you are filled with joy you are filled with joy you are so excited oh daddy help me help me to delight in your word help me to delight in your decree oh that there will be no point from this moment on there will be no point where i neglect the word oh I would meditate on it. I would give it time. I would give it energy. I stay in your word. I stay in your word regardless of how I am feeling. Oh, regardless of, of what I am going through. Oh, I stay in the word. Oh, my life. My life is a culture. My life is one that is filled with your word because I build a culture of study. Because I build a culture of study. And even as it is a responsibility. Oh, I delight in it. Oh, I am excited at every moment of study. Oh, daddy, help me to enjoy studying the word, to enjoy spending time in your word. Oh, that time for Bible study. Oh, it's, it's not something I grudgingly do. Oh, I don't study the Bible just because I have to. Oh, I study the Bible because I am excited. Because I, 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 I really want to know about you. Oh, Daddy, help me. Help me to delight in your word. Help me to stay in your word. I say, Daddy, help me to give my time. Help me to give my energy. Help me to give 
use my resources all to study in the word. Oh, I study from a place of love. I study from a place of love. Oh, from now till when you come, oh, I will be found studying the word daily and I enjoy it. Oh, I hope you are praying. I hope you are asking your father. Oh, Daddy, help me. Help me to enjoy. Help me to delight in your word. Help me, Lord, that every moment of study from now henceforth, from now on, oh, it's enjoyable. I am excited. I am happy. Oh, I am filled with such joy. Oh, Oh, daddy, help me. Help me that there is nothing that is too big I cannot put aside for studying the word. Oh, oh, I give time. I give my energy. Oh, I give time, I give my energy, oh, and I enjoy it. I enjoy studying the word. Oh, daddy, help me that your word fills me with such joy. Help me to delight in your word. Help me to delight in your word. Oh, every moment of study, oh, I am filled with excitement and with joy because I know I am going to learn about my father. Oh, Daddy, help me. Daddy, help me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me to enjoy studying. Help me to enjoy studying. That even as it is a responsibility, oh, I give it time. Oh, I delight in it. Oh, I enjoy it. Hey, Daddy, help me. That every moment of study, every time I want to study the word, oh, I am filled with excitement. Every time I want to study the word, oh, I am filled with joy. I am filled with excitement. Oh, studying the word is exciting. I delight in it. It gives me such great joy. Oh, I enjoy it. I delight in your word. I delight in your word. Oh, thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. Oh, in Jesus' name, we are still praying. Sometimes it's hard to resist temptations. See, but you have the word as your arsenal. You know, those moments where you may be feeling weak and you may be feeling those inconsistencies, you know, wanting to come back again, maybe facing those temptations. You have the word. You can confess that your body is the temple of God. You can say, I am dead to sin. Sin no longer has a hold on me. The spirit of God dwells in me, so I walk in the spirit, not in flesh. Not in the flesh. If you are sick in your body, remember that Jesus went about healing all those who were sick. 
to say the words that you are healed through Jesus Christ. If you are waiting on God, remember his promises. Remember that he is faithful, that he has given us his own son. So why won't he freely give you that thing? Remind yourself that daddy is Jairam. He is the providential God meeting your needs before you even name them. So what is your current situation? What are you facing right now? Are you facing temptations? Oh, right now begin to declare that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Oh, begin to declare that you are dead to sin. So sin no longer has a hold on me. So sin no longer has a hold on you. Begin to declare, oh, that right now the spirit of the Lord dwells in you. So you walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Oh, you fulfill the the laws of the spirit. You are under a new covenant. So death has been killed. Also in your life, the flesh is dead already. Oh, speak over yourself. If you are facing temptation, if you are finding it hard, oh, right now declare over yourself all that God has said that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, that your body is his very dwelling place, that you are dead to sin. Hey, sin no longer has a hold on you. Oh, you walk in the spirit. You walk in the spirit. If you are sick in your body, I decree and declare that you are healed. Because when Jesus was on earth, everywhere that he meant and he met anyone sick, oh, they were healed. Know right now that that same spirit that was in Christ is on, is in your inside. So right now, decree and declare that you are healed. Lay hands on yourself and pray this word that right this moment you are not sick in your body. Oh, that sickness goes out right now. Lima de lekete Oh, are you waiting on God for something? Does it feel like it has not happened? Oh, remember his promises. Remember that he has been faithful. Remember the times in the past when he came through. Oh, remember that he has given you his own son. So why would he freely give you everything? Oh, we, even your earthly father, when you are hungry, he will not tell you to go and eat stones. How much more your heavenly father who made a provision for your salvation before you even knew it. How much more him? How much more for him to give you that thing? Remind yourself ah, that he knows your need before he named them. Look at the lilies of the fields. Look at the birds of the air. Oh, be, they don't even have a care. How much more you? How much more you? The one who, haha, the one who he, he calls his beloved. The one who he calls his temple. The one who he calls his child. Oh, right now, begin to remind yourself of what God said and let it stir up a consciousness. Let it stir up a joy in your heart. Let it stir up excitement knowing all oh, that now haha from this moment on no longer would you give in to those temptations because you are able to respond with the word of God oh right now realize that these words are there for you to use so speak it over yourself sin no longer has a hold on me I am buried to sin oh 
When Christ died, so did I. When he was buried, so was I. And when he resurrected, so did I. Glory to God. Begin to declare these things. Begin to declare these things. Is there someone you are believing for them to know Christ? Oh, remember that it is God's will for all men to be saved. Remember, oh, that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So decree over them. Pray God's word over that situation. Pray God's word over that person. I hope you are not tired. We continue to confess. Continue to confess. Oh, remember that Jesus said about you that you are able to do greater works. Oh, Jesus was able to heal. So also, if I am sick in my body, I can place hands on myself. Oh, and I receive my healing. If there is anyone sick around me, I can lay hands on them and they are healed. Are you feeling unloved? Remember. Oh, that there is no condemnation for them who are in Christ. That nothing can separate you from his love. Oh, decree those things over yourself. Oh, keep on praying. Keep on praying. Don't get tired. Speak to that situation. Speak over your mind. Oh, I am now. I have the Holy Spirit. So I walk in the Spirit. Oh, Lamandeli, get out of the bosha. Hey, keep on praying, keep on declaring over that sickness, over that illness. Oh, Lamandeli, get her. What is that thing you have been asking God for? What is that thing you have been waiting for? Oh, continue in the place of prayer. Lamandeli, get her. Lamandeli, get her. Let your words affirm the hope that is in you. Lamandeli, get her. Oh my father freely made provision for my salvation before I even knew I needed it. How much more that job? How much more that school fees? How much more that money? Oh, I am dead to sin. I am dead to sin. That's my reality. That's my reality. I am the healed that refuses to be sick. Speak, speak God's word over that situation. Speak God's word over those thoughts. Speak God's word over those feelings. Oh, 
bosa ena mande de 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 ele de 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 bosa ena mande likete mande de 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 limande likete what is that affliction it comes to an end limande likete there is no divination against the house of Jacob I have overcome oh what can separate me from the love of my father nothing nothing oh and we know that through these things we are more than conqueror Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 There is strength. Thank you, Lord. Your daughter is healed. Thank you, Daddy. Oh, there is no confusion anymore. Divine associations. Oh, you begin to live a life that is consistent with your new nature in Christ. Inconsistencies have dropped off. And even when you may, you may be tempted, ah, you are you are fortified with the word. Ah, thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Hallelujah! I am super confident that this has been a blessing to you. Keep praying with it and let these words drive you to action to live in the fullness of the will of God for your life. Stick around for more. God bless you. I love you.